Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, Roman Gabriel III. Up-close conversations with high-impact personalities from the world of sports and entertainment. Follow Roman on Twitter and Facebook at RomanGabriel3. This is a best-of edition of Sold Out Sports Talk. Today's show will feature interviews with former FSU quarterback Danny Cannell of CBS Sports and Vince Papali of the movie Invincible. Visit SoldOutTV.com for all things faith, family, and sports 365 days a year. And follow Roman on Facebook at the Roman Gabriel III fan page. Now, here's Roman Gabriel III. Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk on AFR Talk. You know, it's actually pretty nice outside when you do go outside. It's been about five days, so my eyes are readjusting here. But huge, huge room, Super Bowl 50, and a good guy coming in from ESPN, former Florida State quarterback, uh, ESPN College Football. He does it all. Danny Cannell, how are you, buddy? I'm fantastic. Yeah, I'm like you. I'm ready for the week to be over, probably. Uh, yeah, it's been by a this long time, week. that's right. Now, when yeah. are you going home? Tomorrow. I'm going to okay. get out of here. I, I always did that as a player, too. I kind of came in for some of the festivities. Yeah. You do a couple radio shows, and uh, you go to a couple of the parties, and then you get out of town. Like, you I know, try to beat the rush out. Dude, when fans and people that you know closely go, well, Danny, take me to the Super Bowl, they're always like the game. But it, but really, this week is, is if anybody's never been to a Super Bowl week in terms of, even if you don't go to the game, this is the best part. Yeah, and as a former player and as a player at the time, you'd kind of see all your buddies. Like, you'd see yeah. guys that you played against because there's so many players that are in town. And now, as an ex-player, I see guys that I played with still. You know, so you yeah. kind of get, it's like a reunion of sorts. And you know what's cool is, is that my dad played 18 years in the league with the Rams. I played in the early 80s myself. And then I've covered guys since then, so it's like there's like three generations of players, and like you said, it's just, people have no idea what a small fraternity this really is. It's really cool. It is. It's special to see guys, and now that I'm in the business, I can have them hop on my show. Yeah. We got, like, I had Derek Brooks on the other day. I played with him at Florida State, and uh, just you know, starting to tell stories about playing together in college and playing against each other in the pros. It's great to see them. Tell me, for the fans, where they can find you when on Rosillo and Canel, when we're on and when they can find you. Rosillo and Canel is on ESPN Radio, on your satellite radio, from 1 to 4 Eastern uh, weekdays, Monday through Friday. And then you can also watch us on ESPN News uh, from 1 to 4 as well. Cool, so we're a little simulcast. you got to yeah. love that. That's what we're doing today on Apple TV. Listen, um, this game's very interesting because we've had a good run of football games in the Super Bowl the last 10 years. It's been really good stuff. What do you think about this year? You got two great defenses, two marquee quarterbacks, two teams coming on a high coming in. So you think that this would be a pretty good game, right? Yeah, I think the NFL has to be doing jumping jacks about how good this matchup is and for so many different reasons. I love the quarterback matchup, really. I mean, that's what this game's all about, right? I mean, right. I know the offensive linemen deserve some credit, too. But you've got these two polar opposites when you talk about everything, personalities, and Peyton Manning and Cam Newton, two different personalities, two completely different styles of the way they play, and yet they're both incredibly successful at what they do. You've got Peyton on his way out, Cam Newton kind of just rising into the forefront. So I can't wait to watch that matchup. And then you mentioned the defenses. Denver Broncos are going to absolutely get after it. And that's the matchup, I think. I can't wait, wait to watch their defensive ends, Von Miller and DeMarcus Ware, try to get after Cam Newton because nobody else can do it, and they're, well, they're some of the best in the business. They also have a defensive coordinator who's very bright, yep. and the, I think the plan that he put together against New England last week was one of, the, one of the best jobs against Tom Brady in New England I've ever seen. I don't know if I've seen Tom Brady that hurried on his back that many times, but, you know, I was talking to somebody because people are Brady haters, right? Yeah. 
and it's like it's great to see him put in his place. But from quarterback standpoint, um, that might have been one of his best performances, considering the the pressure and considering what was on the line. He that last drive was absolutely amazing. The throw he made to Gronk on the four, the yeah. one of the first fourth downs when he split the safeties and kind of went right up the middle of the field and he dropped it right in the bucket. That to me, I, t- I sent out a tweet. I like tweeting during games, yeah, I and I said that time. to me is what makes Tom Brady the best mm-hmm. ever, win or lose, whether they won or right. lost. And I know he missed Gronk on the two point conversion. And that's something he'll leave. He'll, he'll lose. Well, sleep that can over happen. That time. can happen when. That's what happens when you get pressure. He's not used right. to that either. Right. But think about this: he played with that offensive line all year long, like seven was, different combinations, and was compensating for their weaknesses up front. And it finally got exposed because he simply couldn't do it anymore. And Wade Phillips had an incredible game plan. That to me was just this might have been one of Tom Brady's most impressive seasons ever. Oh, exactly. Not only games. Yeah. Danny Canal with us, ESPN for Florida State NFL quarterback, and uh, you know, Dan, I do follow you on Twitter. Um, enjoy it. I'm a family guy. I've got uh, two kids, four grandchildren. And uh, what I always ask guys, especially after their career, and you're really young, um, but, uh, you know, life really changes when you get out of the game and when you realize that, you know, you've got a family here that you can spend time with and you've got kids and just a life. Um, Tell me about that life and about, you know, how life is after football. This job, you know, we can get out. We can do things that we never could do playing. Yeah, I think the transition from being a professional athlete, whatever sport you you might play as a professional, the transition you make from being that athlete to going to a regular Joe is one of the toughest transitions anybody has to make in any walk of life. It just it really is a challenge. And you see guys really struggle with it. All of us do. I struggled for a couple years with it. Thankfully, I could fall back on my family, my faith. Um, to help me through that process. Unfortunately, a lot of guys don't have that. Yeah. And that's why you're seeing a lot of guys, you know, they turn to alcohol or they turn to drugs or they turn to suicide. Yeah. I and mean, it's really scary that some guys don't get the help they need. And I think it's the NFL is trying to do more to help those guys in that transition. But when you put your whole life into something, whatever it is, and then all of a sudden that something is taken away. Especially the, especially the energy level that you do it at and the passion. Yeah. I, I was the same way. Um, it, it was a tough transition, but... You know, what God, I think, does is is that, and this is what our, our program is all about, faith, family, and sports. And what I've said over the years is, is the guys that transition the best are the ones that are able to kind of put the noise of everybody wanting to, you know, talk about what you did mm-hmm. your whole life. And that's the tough thing. You know, when I, I feel for my father sometimes because, you know, it's always about what he did 30 years ago. You know, when he was a Ram, you know, when he was, you know, remember that game in 69. But the guys, I think, that do really well are the ones that say, you know what, this is a great platform, great blessing, but now I'm going to apply it to helping others to whatever it is I want to do, and, and it's about now. Yeah, for sure. That's what it is about. And, and guys have a foundation where they realize your identity isn't in what you do. It's in what you believe in right. you know, and what's important to you. And it's just it, 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 that void. So many people try to fill that void in their life with something else. A lot of guys filled it with football. And I felt guilty of that at sometimes too. Well, it's but always a balance, even as a Christian. Ab- that. That's what I'm saying. Like, Absolutely. Uh, my, like God was like here in football. Yep. And sometimes you let it get in front of it. But um, answer a question I've asked a lot of guys this week. Um, why is it that it seems to me that the best NFL athletes, and athletes in general that I've spoken with, 
that when they have faith, family, and football in that order, and Tony Dungy was talking about that earlier today, it just seems that your life falls into place and you're an even better football player, which yeah. doesn't make sense to the world. Right. No, it really does, and it's hard to understand. And I remember you know, being a part of FCA as a, as a high schooler, and they had these church, uh, shirts that were made up that said, God, team, me. Yeah. You know, like, and if God was really big, team was smaller, and you were the last. It really is. It's just a, it's a godly principle that withstands time. You know, if you have that foundation and you put your trust in God above anything else, no matter what else falls by the wayside, that foundation will always be there and it will always be steadfast. And that's something you can't get from anything else in life. You well, really can't. you had a head coach in college that was a trailblazer. I don't know if I've ever been around somebody like him. Bobby was the same to whether it's just players, the press, a friend. Um, I'll tell you this really quick. I was covering you guys. Uh, I think it was the Florida State was coming into Carolina. Carolina had won like nine straight. It was a Thursday, a Saturday night football game, and we couldn't get credentials. I was covering it for a network through Carolina. So my wife goes, "You got to get into that game. You need to call Coach Bowden and see if he'll help you." I go, "I can't go. Call. This is Thursday night, man. Just get ready to play a game." She goes, "Do it." He always said, if, "You know, if you need help, call him." So I call his house, and his wife answers, and I go, is Coach Bowden in? She hands him the phone. I said, Coach, it's Roman Gabriel. He goes, Roman, how are you, man? I said, could you help me out? I'm needing to get into the game. He goes, no problem. He goes, come on by the hotel. We'll give you a game pass for the sidelines, get you squared away. He's the best. Oh, he, he, was, he, he really, was awesome. He's amazing. It's the reason I chose Florida State, because I wanted to play for a godly man like that. And I tell people all the time, as far as his legacy goes, because I'm biased, and I think he's the greatest football coach ever. But more impressive than the win total and, you know, the national championship is, to me, the impact that he had on young men's lives. Every single Friday night before a game on Saturday at our team meeting, he would preach the gospel. I mean, he would just flat out say it. He would say to everybody on the team, if you don't know where you're going, if you die, you need to talk to me, you need to talk to our chaplain or talk to somebody. Every single week he would say that. And it was amazing. It was amazing testimony, and he was genuine. Like some guys use, and I hate yeah, to say yeah, this, no, some guys listen, use yeah. faith as a tool to recruit. They use it to, you right. know, to portray something. Coach Bowden was as authentic as it gets. He really was. And, it, and when you met him, because so many people hear good things about certain people, right. celebrities, and you meet him and you might be let down. Be like, man, I heard one thing, but really didn't live up to those expectations. Bobby Bowden exceeds those expectations. He's nicer than you could imagine. And he treated everybody, whether you were the starting quarterback or the equipment manager or some student that happened to walk That's up to him. That's where you reminded same. me of Tony Dungy, Danny. Mm -hmm. Tony's that way. It doesn't matter who it is. He's going to give you the time. He's going to look you in the eye. He's going to be sincerely interested in you. And you, you can't fake that. Right. You really can't. As genuine, as authentic as it gets. Danny Cannell, ESPN. Before I let you go... I just want to ask you to do me a favor. We're on television, on, on uh, I, Apple Television. Our network, you know, we opened this network with the thought of how can we let fans know what guys are really like and who they are? Because there's so many fans out there that watch you play, that watch their favorite player, and they have no idea of, of who they are and, and what kind of person they are. I want you to look in the camera to our audience out there because we have a lot of faith-based people out there who really appreciate the fact that some of the greatest athletes in the world are people who have their priorities right and who are leaders in their community, leaders at home, and leaders at whatever they do. Just tell people out there why faith, family, and football is so important to you. Well, faith, family, and football are so important to me because of the true enrichment it gives me. I, I realize my foundation is God, and without that, I would be nothing. I really wouldn't. And I've given everything I've ever gotten Every blessing in my life is coming because of my faith in God. Every bit of adversity I've been able to overcome 
is because of my faith in God. And I've seen it, and it's increased my faith even more. And I would encourage all you to do the same and rely on your family to help build up that faith and have fun with football because it's a great game. It builds character. It builds discipline. And if you tie all those things in together, it can make for a really fun, successful life. Danny Cannell, Danny, hey, man, what a great pleasure to have you in. Come back anytime. Thank you. I appreciate it. Danny Cannell, ESPN. You can get him on Rosillo and Cannell, and that's from, again? ESPN Radio, 1 to 4, uh, Monday through Friday. ESPN News on TV. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. You're listening to a best-of edition of Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. In this segment, Roman talks with Vince Papali of the movie Invincible. Visit SoldOutTV.com for all things faith, family, and sports. And follow Roman on Facebook at the Roman Gabriel III fan page. Now, once again, here's Roman Gabriel III. Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk back. I, it's it's you know it's like a it's like a going home week. I just got off the phone with my favorite coach, Coach Dick Vermeil, your favorite coach, Vince Papali, with us, the Invincible. Vince, whenever I get to see you face to face, it's a treat, brother. Thank you. So it's great to be down here with you. I remember you were like like this, and look at you now. You're just a big dog, right? I've known this guy since I was like 16. <laughs> The real RG3 right here, baby. Well, I tell you, isn't it great that the Eagles are in it? It's yeah, always how great. exciting. I mean, what's Dick, what, what is Coach Ramil's reaction? He's, you know, he's excited because, you know, he was saying that he lives in the community. And when you live in the community right. and you know the Eagle fans and you know the voracious fans that they are, that he was just excited for Coach Peterson. And, right. and he said that uh, that he just was really impressed with what they've done this year. And, and, the, and he, they just have to handle that mystique of the Patriots. Uh-huh. You know, one of the great things that Coach Vermeil did is when um, Dick knows that uh, Doug and, and, and uh, Janet and I were real good friends and his wife, Jeannie, because uh, Janet actually started, she became the realtor when he came in Philly in 99, right? So we've been buds ever since, and, and uh, Coach knows our relationship. And so when Doug got the job, Coach said, uh, why don't you uh, just ask Doug to come over to our house, my house, his little 110-acre uh, log cabin that he has out there, you know, 100 thousand square feet whatever and he was going to do a cookout and he just wanted to you know and and, and now he he loves him so much i mean he really cares for him not only as a coach but as a person and making sure that he understands all the demands he's going to get from philadelphia from the press and it's so funny because he'll be calling me during the week or he'll be calling my wife janet during the week so i'm so nervous about this game i don't want to i don't want to rattle doug but i'm so nervous about this game i want him to win so bad i think he's his biggest fan and uh, it's just a tribute to Coach Vermeil. That's just why we love him so much. Vince, we covered the Eagles uh, Monday night, covered them yesterday, uh-huh. uh, had a long talk with Frank Reich, the offense coordinator who we know very well, right. uh, and Coach Peterson. And one of the things that, that really stuck out right away was this team has incredible unity. Uh, I and, can't and, believe and, you just said that word. Yeah, That's yeah. what I had in my head. That, but when you you can tell because coach sets the tone. He's so relaxed. Mm-hmm. They're having so much fun, and you know what having fun is. I told somebody the other day about what you used to wear under your jersey, right? Who's nuts? <laughs> Who's nuts? The Eagles. But this team right. is having fun, and yeah. you know when you're having fun and winning, there's nothing more fun, right? Well, you know you, you you can have fun, but you also have to have a purpose and a focus, and that's the great thing about Doug. Uh, he's keep them focused, and he allows them to be many, allows them to be individuals, but they all understand the team concept. And they all go with that theory. There's some buzzwords that work throughout. Uh, that, that when Doug gave his first speech uh, to the team, and, and he said he just focused around one word, and it was hustle. And he said it takes no talent to hustle. 
and he demands that of them all the time. It's always hustle. You know, it takes no talent to be on time, to be coachable, to have a good attitude, all those kinds of things. And this is what, he, this is what he's instilling in this team, and they're buying into it. And winning certainly helps buy in into yeah. it. But I, I, I think but it was that belief in that philosophy that he had that helped them win, and it just further reinforces all those things that he's trying to uh, try, trying to impart on these guys. The other it's thing it's I was really great to watch. Really impressed by was the young guys. Uh, I talked to Nick, Nick Foles, and, and this guy, uh, very impressed with the young man. I mean, not just as a football player, but what he's been through, the right. way he's handled it. He's a strong Christian young man. I like you, yeah. Uh, has so a foundation. That, sure. uh, so we got along on that well. But mm-hmm. I was very, you know, this. I mean, whenever you have adversity, that really brings you know to the surface who you are. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like for him that being out of football for that short period of time really refocused him and really, really had him be appreciative of you know you know how it is. These guys today, mm-hmm. you know, they're being recruited when they're junior high students. Right. But the bottom line is. Being appreciative and knowing that you love the game as much as he, he really realized how much he loves the game. And uh, he's he's just so relaxed, uh, and, and, and a lot of it is just because of his belief, but his confidence, and and uh, he trusts Doug, and, and he trusts Carson. And you see the three of them, or you see Frank Reich, you know, when he comes off the field, there's the three, it's like the trifecta there. He's got some great eyes and ears off the field as well, you know, when he comes off and goes to the sideline after the plays. But, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it, Nick's been around Doug forever. And, uh, and he trusts him, and, and, and Doug has that trust for Nick. And it was sort of funny because uh, Nick wasn't part of the, the, the formula, as we know, early on in the season. And uh, I was on one of those uh, sports panels, you know, in the preseason, and they were talking about the backup quarterback and who was going to do what and whatever. And I said, you know what, because I, I sort of knew how the, the, sort of some inside stuff, and I said, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Nick Foles became a Philadelphia again. They all started laughing. Well, who would believe it? He's not only the starting quarterback. I just saw right up there he's got a 117 passing rating, which is the best rating ever in the playoffs, and since 1970, even more so than Tom Brady. And our defense, uh, which is going to be, uh, that, that's the real test is going to be defense. Uh, they have seven guys with more than 20 hurries each. That's 20 hurries, and that's also tops in the NFL. And if Yes, what's one of the keys to the game is just putting constant pressure on Brady and just keep pounding him, soften him up a little bit. Vince Papali's here, and, of course, everybody knows about the movie Invincible, but I'm so proud of you about Vince is that you've taken that Invincible uh, tag and, and you've turned it into something special for other people, which is books, uh, speaking, uh, youth, opportunities to preach that message about invincibility. Tell me about invincible and what that means to people out there and how you're using that to help others. Well, more than anything, you know, it's about the dream, you know, and having that dream. But, you know, with the dream, there's a price to be paid. And uh, if you're not willing to pay the price, it's never going to happen. And a lot of it, of course, is the hustle and all those things that you put into it. You talk about opportunity. I got that opportunity from Dick Vermeil, and that's why I love him so much. I mean, who, how many people would get what I got, you know, from him? <laughs> I was 30 years old, didn't play college football, never been done before, and I get the shot. And I'll tell you, your dad was one of the key guys because we struck up such a great relationship. And the three months prior to the training camp, your dad was always down there throwing balls, and he just kept throwing to me. And we, we started to develop a little bit of a rapport. And uh, so we get into training camp, and there's your dad, man. He was firing at me the whole time. And, uh, yeah, and he throws such a great catchable ball. 
I mean, they were impossible to drop. And uh, and he was a major part of, of me there and giving me the confidence that I could play because I looked up to him so much because of his career there with the Rams. And I'm saying, wow, I'm here training with Roman Gabriel. And he says, I got what it takes to play in the NFL, you know. So uh, a, a lot of things came to play. But, you know, the movie now, which is so great, Roman, it sort of enables me to have my platform and be the disciple for that impossibility kind of a thing, showing that it is possible. And, uh, and and it's a great vehicle to do it. And it's really one you of the vehicles, you know, with the book, book here. Yeah, the last laugh, vision of victory. I'm right now behind me is my Dennis. teammate, roommate, Dennis Franks. Right here, Dennis yeah, Franks. Right there. I love him. And, Philadelphia uh, Eagle linebacker. And a long snapper. And in yeah. the movie, you know, he's the, he, he's the center that doesn't like anybody that snaps me and throws me on the ground and says, you got to read the knuckles. And uh, there it is for all to see. So tell me, Vision to Victory, what's this book about? Well, basically what it is, it's a, it's a way to show people to get to the next level, to realize their full potential, you know. And there's uh, Dick Vermeil, you just had as a guest, he said potential is the greatest waste there is out there. So we came up with the code, it's the Victor's Code, uh, four, seven Vs, starting with Victor, um, with Vision and ending with Victory. And, uh, and how we lived our lives through that code. And then we have 12 Hall of Famers, including Dick Vermeil. And and uh, and um, uh, Jim Harbaugh, oh, and, wow. yeah, and Heather Mitz, and uh, all, a array of very well-known people from different uh, d- diverse backgrounds, and, uh, and so this is for everybody, and, and it's for everybody, and they're and they're telling us, and they're telling the the people how they can live their lives through that code, the Victor's Code. So uh, we put it together. I'm real excited about it. It comes out for general release March 5th. But right now we have a Super Bowl special for you. Just go to shop.com. And you go to shop.com, that landing page, you'll see this book, The Last Slab, Vision to Victory, and real excited about it. So we're going from here down to Miami and launch it in front of a 25,000-people convention wow. that Dennis is associated with, marketabarkinshop.com. Then we're coming back to Minnesota and watch our Eagles take on the Patriots. The Invincible Vince Papali here yeah. on Sold Out Sports Talk. Okay, there's no way that I can get away from this interview without asking you this. Young Vinny, man. Wide receiver. Yeah, wide receiver. Tell me about what's going on with him. Well, I'm very proud of both Vinny and my daughter, yeah. Gabriella, Syracuse grad, now working with the 76ers. And uh, Vinny is a, uh, proud to say that he's a, he's a um, an honor student. That's number one uh, at, at the University of Delaware. And he's also, he didn't get that from you, right? No, he didn't get, you know, he got, <laughs> he got, it, from, he got it from the mom's genes, right? And, uh, and of course, uh, you know, we got we got that going. But he's a pretty good wide receiver. And he, he was told he actually has the, the highest uh, catching efficiency on the team. Wow. Yeah, and uh, real excited about next year. We got a new coach, Danny Rocco, uh, came real close this year to the playoffs, just uh, one touchdown away. Uh, we'll be in the playoffs and in, uh, in, in vying for the uh, – for, for the, um, the championship in the Colonial League. So, uh, but Vinny's got it all, and, uh, you know, he's, he's doing everything he can, working hard, coming off an ACL, MCL. And, uh, you know, Jason Kelsey uh, was his mentor going oh, through that, too. You know, helped him out an awful lot. So, um, real excited about Vinny, and, uh, you know, it's sort of fun to see your little boy out there on the football field. You had a battle with cancer. Yeah. Real serious yeah, battle with yeah. it. Uh, uh, yeah. well, well, the bottom line, though, is, is you're at least able to appreciate what it's like to have your life turned upside down yeah. and what you have to do to get it back in order. How, how's that helped you, Vince, in terms of your life? Well, uh, you know, certainly it's helped me in terms of maintaining in, in my life longevity because I'm a better eater <laughs> and I'm exercising better. You know, my wife says, you're not going to have this happen again. You're going to constantly get screened. And I'm a spokesperson for doing a lot of that screening. But, uh, you know, it was one of those things that happened almost 17 years ago. I found out I had colon cancer. Uh, we took care of it. I was really lucky that I didn't have chemo, radiation, 
the surgery was done basically laparoscopically or like an arthroscopic surgery on your knee. They ripped 18 inches of my colon out through my belly button. And uh, three days, I was out of the hospital working out again, you know. And, uh, um, and it, it, now, you know, and that's where the, the book helps, um, the movie helps, and it gives me an opportunity to get out and using Invincible as the uh, platform for colon cancer and rectal awareness. So I always wonder, what's your relationship with Mark Wahlberg? Tremendous. We were talking on the phone just the other the last week, actually. He, he, I, I'm, I text him all kinds of stuff, you know, pictures of the kids because we're pretty close. And they got back to me and said, hey, that's really cool. Give me a call. And I called him. Here he was in Colombia and uh, in South America, you know, filming a new film. And I asked him if he was coming to the game. And he has a shooting schedule that they're trying to change. And I said, if you come, you better be wearing that 83, baby. So there's a lot of stuff out there on social media. If you, if you uh, Google up the Poway Wahlberg right now, there's a lot of fun stuff about, you know, who's he going to root for and all that. But Mark and I are great friends. Uh, he did a terrific job. I'm so proud to say that Mark Wahlberg played me in Invincible. So very cool. Vince Papali, I could talk to this guy forever, my buddy. Thanks, man. You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Our podcasts are available at AFR.net. You can follow Roman on his official website, soldouttv.com, and on Facebook at Roman Gabriel 3. We'll catch you next time on Sold Out Sports Talk, your source for faith, family, and sports.